Oh, it's, it's fucking sour as shit. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Welcome, everybody. I'm leaving that part in. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast. We are back again, at least in the summer, your weekly deep dive into, well, the two to three biggest stories of the week in hockey, because there's not too much going on. But, hey, we make the best of it. And then we talk about other random nonsense you, you know by now if you've been listening to the show. Anyway, hi, we're all here again. Sin, how you doing? Pretty good. Endo, still without a webcam because you're in the middle of moving. Yeah. M. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> oh my god. Oh, I just I just had some sour stuff. I went down the wrong pipe and I'm dying here. You guys can't see it. Thank God. I, I my wat my eyes are watering. Everything hurts. I'm going to go get some water. Uh, but yeah, besides from that, um, as you can tell on the uh, the video side of things, um, I am like in the process of moving. I've finally gotten the keys. And uh, the funny thing about this is that the my base, well, my part used to be an Airbnb at one point. And they left all the dishes and all the stuff there for us to use. So like half of the shit that we have they're bringing in is just going to go to storage. And not going to be touched for like a whole entire year, which is great. Is that great, or would you rather like try I mean, to I don't sell really, stuff? I mean, you know? we're only going to stay there for a year, and ah. we don't really have that much. And like, we were going to buy forks and knives and all that fun stuff as well. So it's now we have like an abundance of it. We have like three different types of pots and pans. We have a microwave now, which is like holy shit! Like, I'm finally have a microwave because we didn't have a microwave at our past two places we lived at. And yeah, just it's just a lot more amenities. We also have a coffee maker, like a K cup coffee maker, and they left us like like twenty K cups, like just just ready to go. And I'm like, all right, this is I'm fine with this. Endo Mills has moved up from the uh, the Super Eight to a Wyndham. He's uh he's on the ups, <laughs> from the hot plate to the microwave. Yeah, no more Endo cooler. Endo Mills, delightful. <laughs> no more cooler. Oh, God. Well, gentlemen, like I alluded towards, we don't have too much to talk about. Um, and of course, as per usual, one of the stories ends up having to be a little bit negative. But uh, what we will do, as we always do, is we'll get to some viewer questions to kick off the show. We'll get to that real kind of shitty story, and then we'll we'll end on a positive couple of notes. So how does how does that sound, everybody? Hopefully good, because it's what you're getting. Uh, but before we get to those viewer questions, as always, we need to mention that this podcast is brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped.com. We want to remind you that you can get 20% off your order and free shipping when you use the code Toogie. That's T-O-U-G-I-E at Manscaped.com. The best you can get. The pinnacle when it comes specifically to men's grooming. But again, as we have talked about, uh, you know, it's 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 not just the fellas who can be spoiled by the lovely products from Manscaped. Check them out. Manscaped.com. Code Tugi, T-O-U-G-I-E. And our first question comes from Ender. <laughs> and I wanted to, uh, I did want to talk about this right off the start here. Um, when I put out the viewer questions on the Discord, which again, uh, if you are watching this, listening to this, whatever, there is a link to join the Discord in the description to get your questions in. Um, I mentioned that we were recording late tonight and Ender uh, asked, so I'll bite. Why are you recording so late? Um, you that may nosy have noticed soccer. <laughs> that nosy you may motherfucker. have noticed over the past little bit 
that we have had some on again, off again uh, tech issues with the show. Sin, do you want to tell people the reason for that? Not really, but all right. <laughs> yeah, just uh, my the ISP where I am is Xfinity, and they're shit, pretty shit. Yeah. It's fine for most of the year, but when it when it gets hot, uh, like in the summer months, between the hours of like 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific time, I just well, my Internet will just sporadically drop, like come in and out just just because. It's uh, it's caused quite a few yeah. issues. They insist on, uh... that the heat has nothing to do with it. They're fucking they're they're bullshitting. They're liars. <laughs> they're they're absolutely liars. Your infrastructure sucks. Like yeah, it, it's yeah. yeah, it's crap. And I can't switch. The only other good op, like obviously the other companies here are, are even shittier. And the only fiber option near me has one point five stars reviews. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's gone down since you first mentioned to me that they were your other option. <laughs> Maybe it's delightful. Oh man. Um. So yeah, it's it's just caused. It's caused a lot of rightful frustration on your part where we weren't sure. Like, man, is it like the software that we go through to record this? Like, what is the issue? But yeah, pretty pretty much confirmed that it's just, man, it's just your ISP, where you live, the infrastructure. It's just, it, it's been a pain. And obviously, like, you know, so tonight it's like, okay, cool. Let's record a little bit later on in the uh, in the day to not have, like, for example, if we talk about NHL 24 again, you know, like last week's episode, we we were talking a lot about it. Yeah. And I know it was very frustrating for you for us to be engaged in a conversation like that and to just be like, oh, cool. I got I got disconnected again right in the middle of it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had a lot of fucking thoughts on that because I really enjoyed NHL 24. And well, and I wanted yeah. to actually utilize that as a way to kind of open it up to just be like, if there is anything in regards to that, because I'd say more so than even the upcoming hockey seasons right now, the video game side of things is what is at the forefront for us. If there was anything we didn't mention last week or something that's come up, because uh, now would be a good time to mention it, because we have been engaging in those conversations, Sin and I especially, <laughs> on the Twitter side of things in regards to what we hope NHL 24 will still be. Because, my goodness, is there a lot of pushback towards change? Yeah, which is weird because people are always bitching about it. It's, it's the same game every year. Mm. And then major fucking changes get brought in. All of a sudden, people are crying because they can't do the same things anymore. Yeah, there's um, there's something. There's a video that was released kind of in the FGC about buffing and nerfing. And it's kind of in the same respect. You can't buff everything. Isn't everything's gonna be super power and overpowered? You have to nerf and balance certain things. And the one thing that I think this community's have a problem with for a little bit of a long time is they've had the they've had their cake and they've been able to eat it too. And now they've you know introduced so many systems to counteract that and to kind of balance things out and give not only the offense the opportunity to have make plays happen, but now the defense and kind of just making the game more balanced. People are kind of realizing, oh shit, I can't do the same thing that i did before i can't exploit the certain ways and people aren't happy that they can't do the same shit while having a new shit at the same time 
You would think that people, after everyone acknowledges that NHL 23 was the same fucking game the whole way through the year because there were no updates, you'd think people would be tired of playing the same goddamn game and would just accept something that's different uh, even just because it's different, even if it does need its own little kind of tweaks and changes. But apparently uh, that is that is not the case. Um, I just, you, you know, it's funny. You talk about the... the you know the the nerfing and the buffing like man this, it's not like it's a new thing in the sports game yeah. scene either like i think one of the most famous examples it, it is a gaming in general thing too but especially for sports games i think back to madden 10 uh, 20 years ago 20 years ago right around this time and actually i want to uh i want to know for sure when this game dropped maybe the most legendary edition of madden ever uh madden 04 Dropped August 11th, 2003. Wow. So we have passed the 20-year anniversary of Madden 04 wow. with Mike Vick on the cover. One of the most overpowered individual characters in the history of any sports game that directly led to Madden 2005 having Ray Lewis on the cover and being focused solely on defense and the hit stick and trying to counteract, okay, how the fuck do we stop this one character from being so overpowered? And at the end of the day, like, there's been a lot of conversation, I think, with NHL about, like, oh, it's always so, like, overpowered towards the offense. And then, again, you get those changes to the defensive side of things, and it's like, oh, well, checking. Oh, but it's... It, I just don't know if people know what they want. They don't. Is where they I'm don't. at at they this don't. stage. Because... Uh, they take away some offensive tools, the L skating primarily, add in some defensive tools, but no, now that's bad, according to some people. I, I've i almost hit the point of, of trying to stop understanding because I don't think you can understand yeah. somebody's mindset like that. I just, we just view things too differently. And another thing is like, this may be controversial opinion, but um, I think there's there's some people put way too much stock in what professional players have to say about the game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's sure. only and that's my opinion of that is is that obviously professional players who especially if they had success over the past they're not going to want many changes. Mm-mm. Why would they? Because they just kicked ass in the last iteration. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to react poorly to button changes or new systems and things like that. And that makes sense because that's essentially part of their livelihood. That's yep, now they have to, they have to adjust and learn to, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but there's been several who said, okay, you gotta, you need to move the puck protect back to this, to this button. And yeah, maybe you didn't need the takeaway L skating. I think it, that created a skill gap and, and, and it's just like, <laughs> Anyone can L skate, really. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, anyone can L skate. Now it's like you can't. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I think that it's gonna. This is this is probably gonna be the biggest game with the biggest skill gap, and people just don't see it yet because it's it's not it individual skill matters. Mm. But I think playing as a team is gonna matter a whole lot more in the way of sixes. That's- Yep, mm-hmm. and that's the sport. That and, that is hockey. Yeah. Ho- hockey is a sick. It is a five on five hell, six on six sport. Every single person on every single shift matters. That's the reason why you don't see teams with like 
a, a one star player win a Stanley Cup. You see teams with depth. You see teams with variety and stuff like that. And it's directly reflecting in the gameplay itself now with the pressure system and having to basically rely on your teammates to be in position yeah. to get an advantage and to use IQ. I, I will say it. People in this community are fucking idiots. I will be fucking flat out. I, I don't care if I get hate for this, but the amount of people I've seen on Twitter, not people or X with the cross and X on there, on fucking Reddit, on all the being like, oh, I hate the changes because oh, they we're listening to the wrong people. It's like my brother in Christ. This is the most hockey that NHL has felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. When I first picked up the game, it it gave me nostalgia back to NHL 04. Just because the pacing and how the game is played, how the game moves, I I, I still need to like readjust with that. They've got me reinstalling NHL 04 rebuild in order to play this game and understand how the game works again because it's completely different. The game is designed the way we tried to play the game for the past two years in drop-ins and clubs. And it's so weird that the game's actually going to be working that way. It's very funny to me that a common thing i see mentioned is oh they're appealing to the youtubers and how they (laughs) want the game to be yet more often than not like who are you seeing complain it's the you so they're apparently listening to the youtubers and the streamers but the youtubers and streamers like sin mentioned are the ones voicing their displeasure about certain changes not wholesale. I'm certainly very happy with the way it's going. So maybe they're listening to me. But yeah, it's just one of those things that doesn't compute. But Sin, you're very much right about the pro players too. Like, yes, you want to have that feedback, but at the same time, like you said, why would somebody who was able to make significant money off of playing this game? Yeah. They're gonna be the ones who least, you know, want that change to happen, for lack of a better term and lack of a better way of phrasing it. Because if there's less change for them to adapt to, they're still going to be at the peak of their game without having to adjust. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just the way these things work. So, yeah, I am. Uh, I don't know. I am intrigued to see what happens, because last week we referred to the positive changes of, OK, they re-added or will be re-adding in hybrid controls and 94 controls. At base level, you would think, okay, why? But as we've learned, it is directly tied to accessibility issues. Certain people flat out need those control schemes to be able to play the damn game. Otherwise, some people might not just be able to, and that's that's not cool. Then you get into the conversation of removing, you know, uh, making the new goalie tether system optional. Okay, sure. I mean, yes, there were some legitimate complaints to that. Do I think a lot of people who were complaining just probably needed a little bit more time to adjust? Yes. And I think that's very much tied into the other systems, especially the pressure system. And that's that's the big one where it's like, okay, what are oh we God. what are we going to do here? What are they going to do here with that in regards yeah. to just how many changes are they going to make? Uh, we are just over a month away from launch, and then what happens the first month, the second month after launch, and what does this game look like? This is uh, one of the more intriguing times, I would say, uh, for the EA NHL franchise. Like, the, the term make or break is always thrown out. The Madden community defined this game as a make or break year. Um, but, like, truly, it's the first year the new voices at the helm 
trying to bring the game to the direction that they think it should go. And are they going to give in to that pushback that they're getting that I feel like prior leadership did? I feel like in some instances they didn't stick to their guns and then stuck to them in other instances where maybe they shouldn't have. Um, it's a very interesting time for the ANHL series. So, Ender, thank you for the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys think of anything else let me know but i i knew we we were bound to get more yeah, NHL i had talk something in but there. then i kind of lost it uh fuck well if you think of it at any time <laughs> just go ahead because i mean i, I know we're all down to, to talk about this game but yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah yeah i think yeah saying it like they they need to have faith that their ideas were pretty fucking good because they are and they are like the pressure system was is is desperately needed and i'm fucking so sick of people using the term offensive zone ragging. Oh my fucking god. I want that to punch is, a Frenchie. That's a fucking Jesus. like I don't even know the right term for it. Like it's it's a it's a misnomer, essentially. There's yeah. no such thing as ragging the puck in the offensive zone. You're taking it to where all the defenders are and then keeping it away. You're not holding it back in your own zone and passing it around to kill time or whatever. Like Oh, that is, I'm sorry. It's just so frustrating to see people say that. Like, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. Like, it, it, it's an answer to the trap, to the collapse, to the skill zone. Mm-hmm. And it rewards team play. It's everything that you should want in a hockey game. Mm. And yet people are saying it's, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't understand it. I can understand yeah. why people from a 1v1 perspective would be concerned. Yeah, because like, they, okay. they, they, they nerfed the AI because people were crying about skill zone. Instead of fucking getting good and moving the puck quicker, they were like, I can't deek through these computers because they play defense. Stop them playing defense. Yeah, I mean, like I said, from the 1v1 perspective, I can understand it because it's the idea of I have to take my left defenseman over to the left corner to try to get the puck back while this person builds up that pressure system. And if I do that, are the AI then smart enough to not completely leave something wide open? I get that as a concern, and I agree in terms of the pressure system, it should build up more on passing as opposed to just holding possession, although that should count for something. Um, You know, shots as well should be very, very important. Um from the 3v3 perspective, I understand it because there's a lot more open ice and a lot less you can do out there. But if it is 3v3, uh, odds are you are playing four humans versus four humans. And then that just comes down to, hey, be more aggressive. You know, maybe don't use the fucking 95 speed build. Maybe use something that has a little bit more strength to knock someone off the puck. And then all of a sudden you're getting three on twos all game instead of relying on breakaways. You know, an adjustment period there. From the 6v6 standpoint, I I do not understand it. The idea of, <laughs> oh, they're ragging. In the, like, if someone's ragging, offensively ragging the puck on you in sixes, that means you are doing the five-person collapse in front of your goalie and not actively engaging defensively. And that is one of the points of the entire fucking system is to try and break the, is try and break the game out of that meta of five people in front of their goalie playing defense, because yes, that has been one of the better ways to play defense in the game. And it's boring as fuck to play. It's boring as fuck to watch. It's boring as fuck to broadcast. 
say what you want about, oh, the game's more offensively oriented. It's a fucking sports video game. No shit. It's going to be more offensively oriented. Every sports game is. Madden is oriented towards the offense and wide receivers and running backs being able to do crazy fucking shit because no one, <laughs> nobody wants to play a game where it's like the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl where people fucking made fun of just how boring it was because it was two defenses going head-to-head and no offenses could fucking do anything. The NHL, we still clown on the fact that like, oh yeah, in the 90s, games ended one nothing or 2-1 all the time. Most people do not want that from their video game experience. Now, I get there are aspects of the offense that can be tuned, and that's fine. But I still can't believe some people are like, yeah, you know, this sports video game is really, really kind of favored in terms of the offense. Yeah. Are you really surprised at that? Because more often than not, people aren't going to have fun playing shutdown defense. They're going to have more fun from an offensive standpoint. That's just... That's yeah, the reason is. you play shutdown defense is so you can score. <laughs> like, I'll, like exactly, like, you you, exactly. you shut them down so that you can go the other way to score. The point is to put goals in the other net, not to just keep them out. That's part of it, but you need to score to win a game, and probably more than once. So, like, I, I'm glad you're. I I kind of remember what I was going to say. They're really, really, and I've I don't know how vi- viable it is, but at some point, because of of the just sheer amount of discrepancy we've seen from feedback, depending on what that person, what modes that person plays there, there really needs to be separate tuner sets yes. for the different game modes. Like mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been saying this since fuck man, probably since I really started playing online, which was like NHL 14, like mm. we're seeing people from hut say this one thing. And then other people, from who play East, she'll say this or like people sharing their experience of like, they can just cycle on it on you forever. I'm just like, okay, no. Cause Skill I go issue. somewhere someone covers and it's like, Oh, they're talking about like one of you one there has, I think there just needs to be different tuners because mm. it's a completely different gaming experience. Like when I play sixes, I, I love it. I enjoy it. It's different. I don't play a lot of one V one. Cause I don't enjoy it as much. The I think I played the, the most that I have in five in years when I was in Finland against Kenu. Like, I was, <laughs> and that was kind of fun. Cause I was like, t- it was like challenging myself trying to, trying to beat him, trying to learn this thing. And cause I was on no ping and I wouldn't fucking yeah. do it like at home. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I think it's overdue for separate tuner sets because you can't balance a game for one mode and have it still be balanced in this other mode. And I've noticed that. And I've been complaining about that. Like, Hey, you balance the AI to prevent skill zone. Now my AI and be a pro are useless. Why, why are those two things the same? Right? right. Yeah. Like, what, every, every, every single kind of mode needs different tuners. You know, it's funny too. I, I was intrigued, right? Talking about the game being, you know, more likely to favor offensive players. Goal scoring per game in the NHL for this past season was the highest it has been in my lifetime. Yeah. The last time the the average goals scored per game in the NHL this season were 3.81 across 1,312 games. Wow. That is the highest since 1994 when it was a 3.24. And for the most part, it's hovered under a three. 
Uh, there have been a few exceptions. Uh, the first year post-04 lockout, scoring was up, which isn't really surprising because there were massive rule changes. And then they called um, those rules for like a year and then stopped. <laughs> it slowly yes. went back to not. <laughs> Remember when you could call for interference by after someone dumped and chased, they're trying to get around you, you shoved them? Like you'd get called for interference for that. You'd, that that's back. That's back, baby. They, they were calling cross checks in front of the net. It's crazy. Ruined, ruined Brian McCabe's career. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um and then outside of that it's like it was trending upward over the last five years and then dipped uh because of the covid shortened season it was under a three but there were freaking 500 almost 500 unplayed games so you don't know for sure goal scoring is going up it's the same reason as to why it's like oh man why are we seeing like i can agree like the idea of okay the michigan's one button although it's not fucking hard to defend it's not it's really not. It's really it's it's not. not, especially I mean, how many people checkers. did we have try to go behind the net and try Michigan against us? They never got a shot off. I they never, never got, got a shot. I off. never got scored on in that beta. And we played a couple of good fucking teams. We weren't yeah. playing fucking esports pros, but we ran into some teams with our fucking patchwork club of just like, hey, different friends. Let's have fun. And oh, we, man, that was we lost one game like seven to one. They didn't score a fucking Michigan, though. Because it's not that tough to see coming and it's not difficult to defend. It just isn't. But it's one of those things where it's like, again, like they've added in defensive tools. But again, it's going to be focused on an offensive oriented play style because that is what we are seeing in the NHL. We are seeing Michigan's in the NHL. We're seeing between the legs fucking goals. uh, Fucking Jack Johnson scoring on breakaways. Like this is what the NHL is. Like it's an offensive oriented league the the nba is an offensive oriented league the nfl is an offensive oriented league like that's just what it is like you said the point of playing defense is to then create offensive chances and at the end of the day again i feel like nhl has added in more defensive tools they have i mean you can say gave us back but also that that hits incredible absolutely incredible but i mean you can now bump people in front of the net, the new hitting system, which is great, on a, a t- an entirely good hit checking system. Who some people may say overpowered, maybe. Can you slight it tuning? Don't nerf it. Yep. Don't nerf it, but it needs slight tuning. Um, you can stick lift again. Pokes, I think, need to be a little less punishing on the first poke. But even then, these are way more tools than you had last year, which was basically like you could poke. Mm. You couldn't stick lift. It was an auto penalty. You could kind of hit, but you had to be very, very careful. And it was bumps were hit or miss. And people could just yeah. do this little fucking spin and you just do nothing to them. You just hit a bubble and bounce off of them. Like, so this is it's a great year for defense. And it's like, yeah, they added the pressure system, but there's way, way more tools to deal with it. Hmm. And honestly, it's fucking people. Yeah. Skill issue, dude. Like if you can't. If you can't play defense with the amount of tools that you have right now, it's a fucking skill issue, or you're playing 1v1, and yeah, who knows why you're playing 1v1. If you're playing (laughs) 1v1, then you sit there and acknowledge the fact that you're at the mercy of the AI. That's what it is. Like, that is just a part of it, is there are times where the AI will do well for you, and then there are times where the AI will be fucking terrible for you, and if you can't accept that, do not play. That is why I stopped playing Hut. I did not like to accept that fact that my AI could just be like, fuck it, I'm out, and cost me goals, so I stopped playing Hut. 
pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> it takes some responsibility. <laughs> it is what it is. So, Ender, thank you for the question. <laughs> <laughs> We're still on it. Oh, man. It's like 28 minutes now since the start of the recording. Oh. And Don't just care. NHL 24. 24 is going to be a great game, and the people pissing and moaning about it can lick my taint. From AJ. <laughs> Ask another NHL 24 question, AJ. You bitch. Oh, God. We do have an <laughs> NHL question coming up in a minute. Um, AJ asked, though, uh, who is your favorite MMA fighter of all time or boxer of all time? Um, Sin, do you have one? Have you ever been a big fan of any combat I don't like, sports? I don't like combat sports. I, I don't like them at all. It's just right. it's not really my cup of tea. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm squeamish or what, but I just like, I don't know if these dudes know what they're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, them, to I, themselves like i they do but also it's like fuck like and i know people are gonna call me fucking pinko liberal and shit like that but like I, it's, it's just not my jam like i don't like to see people like i had my share of fights in high school and it's not i don't know i i hate bringing myself to that point that's just a very mm. fucked emotional point to get to like i not only worry about their physical health but their emotional health like i don't know if people understand like the, the level you have to go to to get to like f- fists with someone else and a near survival mode because hmm. yeah i don't know i hear you that's fair um endo do you have an answer to this um when i watched the ufc i really liked steven Wonderboy thompson hey he had that long ass fucking arm and he's just you know just, that's <laughs> that's one lanky some bitch okay <laughs> long ass arm you make him sound like fucking nemesis from resident evil <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I will say I like video games of fighting games. Like I like oh, UFC video games because I dude, no, one's, no one's dying. I remember uh, my my first game of UFC Undisputed. Uh, as I was like ten or whatever when it came out for the PlayStation. That's when Ukes made Jesus. those games. God, it was really. I know you're old. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, I remember going online. I was like, oh, I'll play online for the first time. I'll see how it goes. Oh, I got I'll play my for the first time. Yeah, that's X-ray, what you actually X-ray, sounded like. Read all about it. I got my shit beat up online. <laughs> Your like, ass! Your ass! <laughs> <laughs> Get shit on! Get shit on! <laughs> I legit got like, like I got like waffle boarded. It, I got <laughs> smacked, gob smacked, everything. Just it was bad. It was like three punches. I was done. I'm like, I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> Oh God! I um I too am a big fan of the uh, the UFC and Fight Night games, as people know from charity streams that we have done with Friendo Fight Night, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the one we did for the UFC at the uh, beginning of the month, Sin got knocked the fuck out in the first. That's, round. Bu- that's bullshit, by the way. My guy was supposed to be a brawler with like a tough chin and stuff, and he just, he just gets didn't KO'd. give a shit. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a, he was a, his, he had true Sisu. He he did. Hey. It didn't work for him though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently Brawler was the worst thing to do, but hey, the memes. Oh, God, well, hey. it was won by uh, by one OG Kevin Bacon, who uh, <laughs> went with the old submission specialist, and it worked out pretty well. <laughs> oh, man, what, what was it? What happened to Crash again? His guy tapped in like a minute 20. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 97 seconds, dude. He got, he got submitted faster than anybody else got knocked out. Oh, man, it was... What was you know why? It was, he didn't, it was. He didn't have time to build up the sweat on his skin yet, so he couldn't slide out of things, man. Ah, 
Yes, what was yes. the meme? It was like Andrew's like three. It was Andrew's one twenty seven. Says I just tapped on your ass. <laughs> Andrew's Andrew's one thirty seven. Says I just tapped out. I just tapped on your ass. <laughs> oh god! Oh, and then we retcon Waba's guy into being Jamaican. <laughs> I don't know you if know you'll Waba. ever get around to making a highlight video for that stream in like a, a new legacy ink style way but i i don't care if it were to get five views once you're set up in the new apartment i need you i hopefully those vods are still up but i'm gonna yeah. need you to make a like a 20 minute highlight video from those streams because jesus christ there was some uh there was some gold there i look forward honestly i might do that idea again um for uh, we'll have a, a stream for the uh, holiday season and maybe okay. we Maybe we'd go back to boxing. There's the MMA option. People have really asked for a wrestling game option. Oh, so, I man. mean, there's, there's, there's fun to potentially be had moving forward. Um, to answer the question from AJ, uh, favorite <laughs> MMA fighter of all time was a guy by the name of Carlos Condit, who um, would it just he just murdered people. <laughs> just That's all he did. He just fucking murdered people. It was wonderful. Sweet, yeah. wonderful violence because... While I worry about the people, there is also that part of my monkey brain that goes fight, 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 fight. So, you know, I uh, I admit to be to being hypocritical on occasion. Um, I will say honorable mention boss Rudin because he only used open hands. He only <laughs> used open hands and slapping people in the face. Oh, God. Delightful. Oh, man. Um, and uh, God, favorite boxer of all time is... Uh, uh, that's that's a that's a tougher one for me. Um, I will say though, just just for the hell of it, um, in case anyone is interested in boxing, um, instead of answering this question, I will shout out the fact that there is a uh, phenomenal YouTuber uh, at Rummy's Corner, R U M M Y S Corner. Uh, this guy makes tremendous boxing videos. I've been watching him for a few years, so uh, check him out. That is my recommendation. Um, I, I can't I can't answer the. The boxing one, though. There's just too many people bouncing around in my head. Uh, so instead, we'll go to Bud Knight. What is the greatest sporting event you attended live? I feel like we've been over... It's well, I this. mean, we talked about, like, hockey memories, but sporting event is a little bit more broad, obviously. Dude, I'm gonna say Forbidden Door. I don't give a fuck. That was awesome. <laughs> that That's like fair. I was always like, oh, I like wrestling. And it was just like, oh, sweet, I love wrestling. And I saw that. I saw fucking Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay do fucking flips and shit all over the ring. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sold. I'm 100% sold. I mean, that would uh, that would do it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Sin, you got a go-to answer for this. I, I'd like 100% answered this in like one of the last podcasts. But it was I feel like game seven against the blues where the sharks made yeah. it to the stanley cup finals for the first time like yeah. yeah i feel like i feel like this question was added because we all answered hockey wise last time so now they just broadened it up a little bit to well, maybe guess include what, motherfucker? that's the only sport i've really attended <laughs> <laughs> i've been to like a warriors game back when they sucked and i was so little that i had to go home because i had a bedtime we missed the fourth quarter in that in the <laughs> but i do remember it was against the celtics i think Ooh, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce era? Must have been. Dude, no, I was, was like before? young. I was like oh, young. Oh, God. Like, 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 I don't remember names is how young I was. God, are we just, so... Maybe, what, like, maybe it was around the Spreewell era <laughs> from, the, from the Warriors. I was super wow. young. Like, I had to go home, man. 
God, I, you know, we tracked down a Sharks game that you went to once upon a time. Oh, I want to see. I, 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 no, I like, don't remember the year. Like, the Sharks oh, game was easy. God. Like, I could kind of remember the year, but so yeah, this he, was. So, Latrell Sprewell played for the Warriors from 92 to 98. It was sometime in that. Quite so, obviously. would you presume. God, how old were you in 95? Five? Six? It was five, depending I on what. So month it was. right <laughs> um would, would you say that that was around the time <laughs> sorry what the fuck was that cackle I just... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I caught you off guard. god i want to know i want to track this down somebody if you care to do the research for us let us know who who uh sin saw play for the uh for the Warriors, uh, at, at that I do point, remember, like at at half before halftime, the fucking Celtics big man just did an underhand like half court shot that just went over the basket and like into the <laughs> into the crowd. That's the only <laughs> thing I fucking remember, man. I remember <sighs> more of the Globetrotters thing I went to. That's fair. That is mm-hmm. fair. God, shout out! I'm looking at the '95 '96 Golden State Warriors <laughs> roster. Uh, I bet you could find the. The, the lone Raiders game I went to it was against the Chiefs and it was pouring rain and uh, there was like no passes thrown in the entire game but it was all good because at the time the Raiders had Tyrone Wheatley and <laughs> he just could not be stopped and oh, I wife. wore my like scream costume because you know Raiders fans always dress weird I didn't get the fact that it was mostly like pirate themed I just went in a fucking Halloween costume with the Raiders <laughs> jersey over it <laughs> like yay, people are dressing up. <laughs> Delightful. Um, on that ninety-five, ninety-six uh, team, Kevin Kevin Willis, who uh, is is turning sixty-one years old in a in a week, <laughs> and uh, fun fact, played with played in the league at the same time as LeBron James, who is still playing. Holy, um, one of my yeah. one of my favorite fun facts, <laughs> Kevin Willis, who had. 1400 freaking NBA games played in his career. He, uh, you know, it's wild. Yeah. You know, it's wild. Le- there are people who have played with LeBron's G- LeBron James and their kids are now in the NBA and able to play with LeBron James. That's fucked, dude. LeBron James's son is now older than LeBron was when he was drafted. Like, it's it's fucking weird, man. <laughs> And then LeBron actually lived up to the fucking hype, and imagine that. That almost seemed impossible. Anyway, basketball. Uh, from Scroopy Noopers, who's one prospect that you remember destroying worlds in EA NHL, but they never became a real-life NHLer? His shout is NHL 11, Dan Sexton. Hmm. Oh, There's so many. There's been so man, many. Mm-hmm. My favorite, um, NHL 14, Tyler Fear. Hmm. I don't know what it was. My second year of being a GM, he went undrafted. Uh, and I I kept him there. I was like, okay, I'll grab him. And then I went a year after. He was a ninety-five overall. I'm like, what the fuck? It was in, <laughs> it was insane. He just jumped and skyrocketed. Yeah, I like, have one. Sorry, I thought you were done. My bad, Endo. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Okay, go ahead. No, it's fine. I was I. Yeah, there's, Louis, I got nothing. Louis Philippe Guindon. Ooh. A French-ass name. 
in I think <laughs> NHL uh, was it 14 or legacy I think it'd be legacy actually and he was like a goalie that you could draft in either the first or second year who had like four and a half gold star potential and he was like lights out he was he was money uh, yeah. for your team and I had I did like a flames franchise mode back then where I, where I had him on the roster and we kept winning cups yeah I'm looking yeah. at him right now former uh, member of Drummondville and Ramuski and went into U Sports College in Canada, University, and uh, played in the ECHL for a bit and is uh, retired. So, yeah, one of those legends. I mean, like Sid mentioned, there are so freaking many people that can yeah. be brought up here because over the years, NHL loved to overrate people. Like one of the more recent examples has to be Trevor Wong, where it's like, yep, yeah, he's medium elite Trevor oh, Wong. Man. And, then he and, wasn't and even before drafted. him, it was uh, Valente. Valeno? Joe Valeno. Yeah, he, oh. he was like an NHL 17. He was, was like a top five pick. He was a medium elite. Mm. <laughs> and, and it uh, is an NHLer, but yeah, not uh, yeah, not quite but, that. But yeah, I mean, there's been, I mean, God, plenty of uh, plenty of those those misses. I mean, even guys that were drafted top five that didn't end up making it. I mean, yeah. Michael Dow Cole comes to mind. Or I mean, he wasn't top five. No, he was, wasn't he? He was top five, top ten. Uh, but then you get to like the, the Hunter Shin Carricks of the world and and guys like that. But for me, I think of the more, there are two that come to mind and they're both from NHL 12. Uh, and the reason for that is it was my, uh, it was, it was my draft year, 2012. Um, and there was, uh, one guy who shares the exact same birthday as me who played for the, uh, Windsor Spitfires and the Saginaw spirit by the name of Grant Weberman, who became a, uh, bona fide number one defenseman, um, and he retired right after OHL and not getting drafted. He just stopped playing. And then the other guy, who I think was the next draft year based on his birthday, uh, was Raphael LaFontaine, uh, who was a, uh, the captain of the uh, Acadie Bathurst Titan, and then also went the U Sports route and eventually quietly retired. But yeah, those two guys, yeah. NHL 12, like any franchise mode I did that year, like that was one that was uh, top left wing and top defenseman right there. And there are. So many other examples from there's so over many here. Yeah, I just like looked Seth, up Tyler. Seth Griffith was one I would always grab. <laughs> mm, Bruins legend Seth Griffith. There you go. Yeah. Oh God, let's not go down the freaking rabbit hole of missed Bruins draft picks. Oh, I just realized that Tyler Wong was the guy who lit the fuck up of the uh, of the, <laughs> of the Canucks Tyler season Trevor, game. There's, there, there's brothers. It's Ty- Tyler Wong. So Tyler Wong, oh, you guys talk about Trevor Wong, right? Yeah, he's the one who's yeah. like overrated in in the NHL okay. games. He was More like a recently. top five pick. Yeah. Okay. So, do you guys remember the first ever preseason game for the Vegas Golden Knights and the um, uh, Vancouver Canucks? Absolutely not. Outside Absolutely of not? like Vadim Shipachov playing. No. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the Russian meme and yeah. Yeah. So what happened? What what had happened was Vegas absolutely s- fucking stomped the lights out of uh, Vancouver. It was like nine four or something like that. And Tyler Wong became like this giant star. Where he's like everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? Like where where is he coming from? Kind of thing. And he had like five points in the game and had like a hat trick or something like that. And everyone's like, holy shit, this guy's gonna be like a like a U the UFA like star or whatever. And now he plays with Kulun and the KHL. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't not remember that preseason games. 
I barely like this... remember Sharks preseason games, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. The last but... preseason I did go to a preseason game. It was the one I actually remember was uh, looking on looking on the back of the jersey. I'm like, who the fuck is named Couture? Like after after handbags and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, and yeah, then he became. <laughs> you learned today. Little oh, did you know. With that, we'll move on uh, to talking about the kind of biggest stories from the, the past week. Um, thank you again for the uh, the questions, by the way. Like I said, this first one is just kind of shit, but it, it is probably the biggest thing that's been talked about, at least in the world of men's hockey. Uh, and that is the return of Bill Peters. Now, a lot of people might be going, who the fuck is Bill Peters? Bill Peters uh, was previously uh, an assistant coach with the Detroit Red Wings, the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes and the Calgary Flames, who on November 29th, 2020, resigned from his position as the coach of the Calgary Flames, um, in part due to uh, stories that had come out. Um, This comes from Greg Wyshynski on ESPN.com. Uh, Bill Peters, who resigned in disgrace from Calgary in 2019, was announced as the new head coach of the WHL's Lethbridge Hurricanes. Peters, 58, resigned as Flames head coach in November 2019 in his second season with the team. Akeem Alou, who played for Peters in 2009-10 with the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL, alleged that Peters dropped the N-bomb several times towards Alou in the dressing room in his rookie year because he did not like Alou's choice in music. The story was corroborated by two of his teammates in Rockford. Uh, It should be noted, too, after that, of course, the word came out that uh, the GOAT himself, Michael Jordan, not that one, but a different Michael Jordan, uh, who played with the Carolina Hurricanes, had also alleged being uh, kicked while on the bench and verbally abused and so on and so forth. So, you know, um, Bill Peters was canceled, clearly, as some people would probably um, take it. Um, And yeah, Bill Peters has been brought back to coach uh, children and young adults. Um, You know, there's been a lot of talk about like, oh, uh, his punishment. Um, His punishment for this was being a head coach in the KHL for a season and a half. Um, Being a director of uh, player personnel for the AJHL's Grand Prairie Storm. And is now, again, with the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Um, (sighs) Akimalu had this to say. Um, thanks for reaching out to me and trying to mend the situation. I really appreciate the kind words. They mean a lot. This is sarcastically, by the way. Um, I don't feel that at this point that anything that I have anything to say to Bill at this point. It's been 13 years since the incident happened and four since it's become public. I am curious as to why he wants to apologize now. So Walu insinuating there was no prior apology um, up until Peters was essentially being introduced as uh, the new head coach of the team. And of course, ah, yes, uh, it was an isolated incident and an immediately regrettable incident. But I take responsibility for what I said uh, was Bill Peters. Um Continuing with the Kimalu, most folks don't know the backstory of all that happened. After the incident happened, instead of apologizing, he did everything in his power to blackball me in the game for over a decade. He even went as far as to write a letter to Chicago management at the time, stating it was either me or him. 
further alienating me from all of management. That Chicago team produced five NHL GMs. Uh, Chicago, uh, as in, you know, Rockford and such. Uh, right. uh, Dave Talon, Kevin Dayoff, Mark Bergevin, Stan Bowman, and uh, Rick Dudley says, although I have a lot of love for Rick, that's a large chunk of the league that believed I was a bad kid slash person without ever knowing what truly happened because I kept it to myself because I knew I had to suck it up to have any sort of career. It's something I could never recover from, and hockey was everything to me and my family. I am an immigrant to this country, Canada, and grew up with nothing. I came from the inner city and grew up on welfare and government housing. It was what I used to provide for my family, and one man stole that from me. At the time of the incident, I was leading that team in scoring as the youngest player on the team. He called me the N-word, and instead of apologizing at the time, he doubled down and sent me to the ECHL. I went through a tremendously dark time throughout this whole process. He would berate and embarrass me endlessly in front of the whole team on a daily basis truth be told if i never said anything he'd still be coaching in the nhl i'm all about second chances but only if they're sincere i've talked to some of the fellas about you and everyone had amazing things to say uh from trevor daly nazim kadri wayne simmons joel ward and these are guys i have a lot of respect for so i know you're doing this for the right reasons thanks and be well um if i'm not mistaken this was uh now, he did censor this out, but um, basically, a, a, a as Akeem put this, a current NHL coach reached out to me last week to try and broker an apology on behalf of Bill Peters. Uh, so this was his response verbatim to that coach that was acting as a middleman. Um, oh, and clearly, okay. this coach that did this on behalf of Bill Peters, that last statement in regards to like, hey, I've asked guys about you. You're cool. But it sucks that you're doing this on behalf of Bill Peters is essentially the idea here. Um, it's not surprising to see Akeem Alou still be incredibly frustrated over this, as I think most people would be in his situation. Um, but this is, of course, just another example of if a franchise thinks that you can help them win, you will get a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance, uh, even if you really haven't done anything to try and make amends for the situation um obviously i've made my thoughts known on uh, columbus hiring mike babcock and i'll continue to take the heat of oh you woke liberal cock you cancel culture and all that shit uh lord knows i got cancel culture doesn't exist clearly it doesn't the only people the only people who ever get canceled canceled are the victims the only thing that yeah yeah, it's it's crazy i'm gonna say it's right here the only thing that's been canceled in the nhl are pre-game jerseys and the warm-ups that's the only thing in the NHL has been canceled. It's a f- it's fucking fabric. Fabric. Like okay, like you think of like even like celebrities of who got canceled. Um Dave Chappelle's bigger than he's ever been. Louis CK is bigger than he's ever been. <laughs> like who honestly has been canceled? Like really. Kevin Spacey cuz he attacked him. He attacked men. Yeah. There's yeah. why him. Um, I don't know. Can you call Harvey Weinstein cancel culture when there are criminal charges and he's currently in prison? Is that cancel culture now too? Um, it's cancel is, culture until like they get like actually like convicted, and then they shut up and move on to the next thing because they can't yeah. use that for their mm-hmm. bullshit arguments. I mean, I've, the the thing that's interesting to me is is that point of Akeem Alou was the younger per- person on his team. And he is leading them in scoring. And everyone's always like, well, Akeem Luke didn't have what it took to be in the NHL. Mm. He was leading his team in scoring. 
Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, I don't know, man. And Bill Peters has been a shit coach. Like that. Yeah. One, he, of, the, uh... one of these things is not like <laughs> the other. Like. Yeah, his his uh, his records with with Carolina and Calgary weren't uh, particularly stellar. Um, it is worth noting. Um, God, so if I'm not mistaken as well, and this comes from uh, a Bob McKenzie article, if I'm not mistaken, um, the general manager of the Lethbridge is he the general manager? He is. Yeah, he's the general manager of the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Uh, Peter Onholt uh, has been friends with Bill Peters since the late 90s, early 2000s, when they were both coaches in the WHL. Yeah, there we go. There it is. There it is. There it is. Surprise, surprise, right? Um, Buddy, buddy. Keep getting each other jobs. You cannot tell me that Bill Peters was the best guy for this role with all the different coaches that are out there. The NCAA, youth, you know, lower levels. But no, yeah. people like Bill Peters will keep getting opportunities because of his friends. People like fucking Mike Babcock will keep getting opportunities because he won something almost 15 fucking years ago. It's just, it's what it is. And uh, like at this point, it's like there's no point for even, there's no point for, for outrage. You know, like the top comment in response to one of this on Reddit was uh, they fire people because of public backlash, not because they care. They'll wait a few years until things die down and then bring people back. And we have seen that over and over again. We're going to see it again. Coach, uh, you know, John Quinville will be a head coach in the NHL again. As attached to the whole Chicago thing as he was and losing his head coaching gig with the Florida Panthers, Joel Quinville, not John Quinville, excuse me, that's his nephew or whatever. Um, Joel Quinville will be a coach again. Multiple times Stanley Cup winner, he he will be back. He will be. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Stan Bowman ends up being a GM again. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things where if you have this label of success, if you actually have had success, if you have the right friends, you will always get other chances, even in Bill Peters' case, if you were racist and physically abusive towards your players. Yeah, I, I saw that. Like, someone brought up, like, he's not even a good coach. Like, so why is he getting these opportunities? And someone's like, oh, well, that, that seems seems like he'd be a perfect junior coach then since he wasn't good in the NHL. Like, seriously. Like, he'll, clearly he's not good enough for the NHL, so he'd probably help a junior team out. He He's going to be with kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Oh, man. Yeah. It's it. proof that it all comes down to who you know. It's crazy. It sucks. It's one yeah. of the worst aspects of sports, and it's very much a part of hockey. And it not even not even blows. sports. It's just business Life. in general. Yeah, yeah. I've oh the amount of opportunities that I've been given. God bless my soul. Knock on wood. I will never take it for granted ever. Just because I know somebody or, or I'm friends with someone who's friends with another guy who knows the guy who knows the guy who knows this guy who knew this guy who knew this guy. Uh, but just knock on wood. Never take it for granted if you have the opportunity. So, like I said, that's one of the negative aspects of the sport. Um, there are some positives, though, and it's mainly on the women's side of things that I wanted to mention. Women. Um, women. Women. <laughs> every time. We push um, the pencils, women. <laughs> God, every time. Um, there was um, a moment that happened uh, in a game between the Cape Breton Eagles and the Moncton Wildcats in the QMJHL. 
in which uh, Raya Stewart became the first uh, woman to ever uh, suit up for the Cape Breton Eagles. 24 saves against Moncton. Uh, and she is on her way to play for the University of Wisconsin in 2024, 2025. We continue to hear about these opportunities that women are getting within the CHL. And I love talking about those, especially now, because you talk about someone like that getting an opportunity going off to college. Well, what happens next? And now we have a better idea of what happens next because the P... WHL uh, has been revealed. The Professional Women's Hockey League has officially been established after the collapse of the the PHF or the takeover or call it uh, whatever you want at this stage. But the primary new Women's Hockey League is now a thing. Uh, they will have a 24-game regular season that begins in January of 2024. Uh, with the league featuring an original six with three teams in the U.S. and three in Canada, those in the U.S. being Boston, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and the New York City area, which will get a franchise. Uh, And the Canadian franchises will be located in Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa. Uh, We are still waiting on details for home arenas, team names, logos, so on and so forth. Um, It's already been announced that they will be playing games in a variety of facilities from NHL sized rinks to minor and junior league arenas. The league does plan to stream each game digitally with hopes uh, for television coverage as well. But now we, uh, now we know like it's, it's starting. The ball is starting to roll finally on this whole idea of, okay, this will be at least for the moment, the league housing the best women's talents that the sport of hockey has to offer. Um, There was the holdout between the PWHPA and some of the best players in the world. The PHF still went on. When are we going to get that league? Um, And we have it now. And it's just the idea of like, okay, is this, is this finally it? Is this finally the start of what needs to happen for the women's game? Uh, yeah. PWHL as well has announced they are planning on having a presence at major NHL events like the All-Star Weekend in Toronto, which there is no reason to not, again, have uh, sort of an All-Star game as a part of that or NA versus CA. Um, we saw it, it, it was Kendall Coyne Schofield, was it not, who was in the uh, the fastest skater competition at the skills yep. game two years ago or yeah. so, and she did very well. <laughs> like It's not like she finished in last. She did very well. Um, for herself so it's just one of those things um the initial free agency signing period is actually september 1st the day this podcast will go up uh, and then the majority of the league's founding players will be selected in a draft on september 18th so we're going to be hearing a lot more about this league uh as the month of september kind of kicks off here um, i believe the gms are either i think they were in i think they're going to be announced tomorrow as well yeah uh, so we're getting a lot of information very very quickly also one thing that's definitely tr- really cool is that the women's players will be getting salaries between 30k to 80k which is which is good they're getting paid they're getting, ca- they're getting mean, paid money a... <laughs> they're getting paid money they're I mean... the, it's the equivalency of you know echlers and ahlers mm-hmm. but at the same time for a first year franchise 
first year league. 24 game season. Yeah, yeah. 24 game season. That's good. Yeah, I mean, especially I will compared say, to what yeah. the women's, you know, uh, what, what they were prior, you know, previously getting paid, especially. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of them where it's like, all right, yeah, I have I have my my full time job and I still try to be a professional athlete on the mm-hmm. side, which is always uh, insane. Uh, but then again, you can't be surprised that it happens for a, a, a women's hockey league when it happens in the, the UFC to this day. And then, yeah. like, some players are getting paid, like, 100K. The, there's, like, three people in the PHF are getting paid, like, 100K to play. And then everyone else is making, like, scraps in comparison. I mean, like, if you're that talented, like, I get getting paid that much. But there, I guess the massive pay discrepancy was kind of the reason why they reestablished everything was between 30 and 80K. That's a decent starting point, I think, for, for a league. Uh, one more thing as well, too, is... They are saying that the leagues and stuff like that are supposed to be in AHL arenas mostly kind of thing. Mm. I, I swear to God, one of the biggest things that I have as a complaint as someone who lives in Toronto and the Toronto Six played out of York University, which is roughly a 30 to 45 minute drive away from the city center. They have to have the rink downtown. They have to play out of either old, old Maple Leaf Gardens or out of Rico Coliseum, Coca-Cola Coliseum where the Marlies play. Because uh, uh, Maple Leaf Gardens is where the TMU Bold play out of the University of Toronto, whatever Ryerson, Old Ryerson, they play out of there. Toronto and, Metropolitan. Yeah, go Bold. Uh, because you know uh, the Six played out of York U, and it was just a disaster to get to the for commute and everything. And I know they did a bunch of renovations over there over the summer because I play in that rink as well. And they ruined, they didn't ruin, but they made the rink size from international to NHL regulation. So they might be going back there. I don't know for sure, but it seems like they're going to be going back to putting things over there. Now they have everything kind of uniform. Like I said, I look forward to talking about this more uh, throughout the month of September and really heading into their season in January. Um, And just hoping, man. Like let this let this be the fucking league that sticks. Like the the women's game has undergone so much growth, but at the same time so much turmoil uh, in the past decade. Um, you know, I see people already being like, "Oh, do you think the PW?" Uh, I always want to say the PWHPA uh, now, but it's like, "Do you think the PWHL will be in like NHL twenty five or something?" It's like, I "Fucking hope we get to the point where you can have the proper women's representation." <laughs> Yeah. It does suck that the PHF names are dead, though. My uh, my Boston Pride jersey is now a, a retro jersey, but that's a sick name. It is a sick name, and I hate that it's gone. But better than the fucking Toronto Six. In the six. In, in the, the six. six. Joe and the six. Joe and the six. He's gonna teach them kids. <laughs> oh man. So we'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Supporting. Oh, that's an, oh man, that's an, that's an old thumb league bit for a bar down. God, I love that. They made the joke about Joe Joe Thornton coming to the Leafs. I think about two years before Joe Thornton came to the Leafs, and then Corbin and uh, DZ made this made the Joe and the Six uh, jingle, and that's what it was. It was fucking hilarious. At endurance M. On the Twitters. Have fun finishing the rest of your move, buddy. Oh boy, I haven't even started. 
at Sin for the Win Broad on Twitter. Sin for the Win Productions on the YouTube side of things. Still uploading your uh, your, your lovely uh, Draft Dynasty franchise that you got going on. Yeah. We're, we're almost to the playoffs. <laughs> we're getting close. <laughs> we're just waiting <laughs> on the goalies to stop being in the 70s. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> All fucking like. 0.1% chance of drafting a franchise caliber goalie or whatever the hell it is, but maybe maybe one of these days. Get the help. And then that goalie will suck. Anyway, we've talked about NHL enough. Thank you all. Uh, you know, the, the, the streams, the Maddens, the NBA is coming up in like a week. And then FIFA's out. And then NHL's out. And it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Thank you for listening, for watching, supporting the show. We will see you all next week at some point. Hopefully there's more can we not talk about how shitty somebody is in hockey for once? Let's hope that happens. Goodbye.